Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to my podcast. Uh, this is uh, Coach Carol, uh, the Life Coach. Um, and I want to thank you uh, for all who have um, joined in or would uh, take the time to listen to this. Hopefully, hopefully this will help somebody. Um, I'm, I'm going to talk about uh, narcissism uh, and what does the Bible say about narcissism. You know, what are the signs that the Bible may have spoke of? Um, but, I, but I also want to start off by saying, um, I, you know, uh, I have experienced uh, dealing with someone who was narcissistic. Um, actually, I was in a relationship with a guy. Uh, he was a, a much older man uh, that was... Uh, Narcissistic, you know, he was, uh, you know, very selfish, very arrogant, uh, controlling. I uh, had a my way or highway or the highway type of uh, attitude. Um, uh, you know, he had this uh, uh, attitude of, you know, he thought that he was better, better than certain people, or, uh, uh, you know real quick to look down on others, uh, you know, if they don't, if they didn't have more than what he had. And, uh, and he was the kind of person that could do you wrong. He could do you wrong, but never would apologize, uh, never would own up to it, you know, uh, you know, and I, I dealt with this person for about off and on for about four years. Because I guess because at the time I didn't really recognize nar- narcissism back then, and then also, you know, I didn't know my worth and my value at that time, so I didn't have no, um, um, I guess you say no boundaries or whatever. So I allowed this person to swing in back and forth in and out of my life until uh, I got revelation. You know, through uh, uh, through other motivational speakers and through the Bible, that turned me on to narcissism and what it was, and that you and that I needed to avoid those type types of people. Uh, so, so that's what I kind of want to get into today um, in this podcast. And so, I want to talk about what does the Bible say about narcissism? Uh, you know, there are some some signs. So, uh, there are some signs, uh, some clues, uh, that God is warning us that someone is a narcissist and that you should avoid them. So now, because I, you know, uh, 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 so first I want to say, uh, what is a narcissistic, I mean, a narcissist, you know, according to the Bible, well, the Bible itself uh, the definition of the word narcissist is not in the Bible but throughout scripture we are given warnings about selfish and uh, arrogant people so a narcissist is someone who loves themselves most of all uh, you know they are very extremely self-absorbed they see them they see themselves in every situation you know they are, uh, they have a grandiose type of uh, attitude, you know, uh, uh, like um, uh, like they, you know, they should have access to you or access to what you have and things like that. They believe that they are the center of the of the world, you know, and and no one else matters but them. A narcissist is a worshiper of oneself basically, of themselves. But a narcissist is usually very manipulative. Uh, that's what I, and uh, con, and very conniving, very sneaky. Uh, and I found, and I picked up on this uh, through my experience of dealing with one. Uh, and, uh, but at the same time, they can be very hard to spot, you know, at first before they show their true narcissistic personality. Because, see, I didn't see it at first. When I, when I first started dealing with this person, I saw it over time. 
but it was like months on end before I picked up on it uh, that this person had some, you know, screwed up ways. So, so uh, one of the first ones is a narcissist will have crazy mood swings, which are used as a uh, as an attempt to control others. And and, and this is true. Um, I noticed with my ex, uh, he had a uh, temper. He had, he had a temper uh, that I, uh, ooh, I mean, it was like off the off the. Uh, off the scale type of temper, like, you know, uh, very, uh, very moody, very, you know, uh, hot and cold type of energy uh, uh, that I picked up uh, in his ways. And, um, and uh, uh, the reason, I believe, the reason narcissistic people are so emotional and unstable is because they have learned to use their emotions, like such as anger or sadness or whatever, as a weapon to control other people. As uh, especially if you are a empathic type of person, if you are an empath like myself, yes, they will use that as a way to manipulate and control you. Because they know that as that's because as an empath, you uh, you have love, genuine love, and concern, and uh, you know for others, and you care about others' feelings, and you know, and because as an empath, you can feel how other people feel, you know, um, so uh, so these types of people they do the opposite of what we are taught. Uh, now, in, in James, uh, you know, going to the Bible, in, in the book of James, chapter 1, 19, uh, verse 19 through 20, it talks about, it says, let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. See, See, so like I said, these types of people do the opposite of, of you know, of uh, what we are actually taught. And um, so uh, now, number two, narcissists uses the several, I mean, they use the severest form of judgment on others while demanding the strongest form of grace from others, you know, and Jesus warned about, uh, about this type of behavior, uh, through the parable of the unmerciful, uh, servant, you know, in Matthew, Matthew, uh, chapter 18, uh, verse 21 through, uh, 35. In this parable, uh, there was a servant who owned his master, uh, uh, and uh, well, he owed his master, this servant, he owed his master a uh, an unpayable amount of money. So basically, he couldn't pay it back. He borrowed some money from his uh, boss that he couldn't pay back. But uh, but the servant pleaded, and then and then the master of the boss, he uh, was gracious. He he showed grace towards him. Uh, so, however, that servant then went out and demanded payment from other, from uh, from another who owed him, uh, which was a much smaller debt. And so, uh, and so, in, in in the book of Matthew, uh, chapter eighteen, verse thirty-two through thirty-five, it states, "Then his master summoned him and said to him, you wicked serpent.'" You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me and should not uh, you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you. And in anger, his master delivered him to the jail uh, until he should pay uh, all his debt. So also... uh, so also my heavenly father 
will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. So it's like, if you're not going to forgive me, then why should you be forgiven? That's basically what it's saying. Uh, what's, uh, uh, what's good for the geese is good for the gander, too, if you know what I'm saying. A narcissist wants all the mercy, but doesn't want to extend it to anybody else. See, they want you to to uh, to show pity on them and give them a break, but they don't want to do that, but they can't show that to anyone else. So, and then uh, also uh, number three, number three, a narcissist has delusional thinking and uses uh, uh, historical revision uh, to make themselves, you know, like a legend or uh, stand out, uh, you know, uh, and, and they basically become a legend. They basically become a legend uh, in their own mind, to be honest. Um, so, uh, one of the scary things about a true narcissistic person is that they can, they can, uh, wrap reality, uh, to fit their own desire. Um, they, you know, they actually believe they are the center of the world and, and, uh, start to, uh, alter their own reality to help, uh, fit whatever the narrative is, um, they, they will even change the facts, uh, you know, in their own history, <laughs> you know, to help themselves feel more legendary than they really are, you know, they, because you got to understand, this person is conniving, and they will lie, they will lie, for example, if they were a bitch player on a, you know, on a high school football team, they will remember themselves as the best player who could have played in college but chose not to. See, never played, never played ball in school, but they'll sit around their friends or, or whoever will listen and brag that they was the best player uh, on the team. You know, uh, 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 now Acts, in the book of Acts chapter 12, uh, verse 21 through 23 uh, gives this warning. Uh, on the appointed day, Herod, uh, or uh, Herod, King Herod, wearing his robe, his royal robe, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. And they shouted, This is the voice of a, of a God, not, not of a man. Immediately, because King Herod did not give praise to God, uh, an angel of the of the Lord struck him down, and he was uh, eaten by worms and died. Uh, King Herod uh, was so narcissistic that he literally started to believe that he was he was God. God, and so that's why. Excuse me. That's why God put him in his, basically put him in his place, just as he would do to uh, anybody who's prideful. A prideful, uh, to all prideful people who do not humbly give him glory. You know, uh, in the Bible, it, it speaks that uh, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace uh, to the to the humble. Number four, a narcissist, a, a narcissist attaches their, uh, their own meaning to people's words to serve their own agenda. Okay. Uh, like, okay, a narcissist will say things like, uh, so what are you really saying? Or yeah. Oh, so what you're really saying is blah, blah, blah. Uh, or yeah, but I know, uh, you know, like I know what you really meant by that, blah, blah, blah. Or I can't tell you by, I, you know, I can tell by the tone in your voice, uh, that you really meant blah, blah, blah. So 
a narcissist, uh, they are uh, very much like they very much like like the food that uh, that is described in the Bible uh, in the book of Proverbs, uh, chapter fifteen, verse thirty-two. Whoever ignores instructions despises himself, but he who listens to reproof against intelligence. If someone just hears what they want to hear, no matter what you say, they could be struggling with narcissism. Yeah. Uh, So, um, hmm. whoever ignores instruction despises himself. But who, but he who listens to reproof against intelligence. Hmm. Number five, a narcissist will twist the word of God to serve their own desire. Yes, I've seen some people do this before. Uh, They would take a word of God or the word uh, from the Bible and twist it, you know, to fit uh, themselves or how they want it to mean for them. At the heart of all, you know, uh, uh, heresy is selfishness. You know, Christians are called to obey God's commands. Even, even, you know, when we don't feel, feel like, you know, even uh, when we don't feel like doing it, you know, we still have to do what's right. Because we know that that's, that is what God wants us to do. And, you know, so in a self-centeredness, uh, however, when a person is operating in a self-centered type spirit, they try to they try to avoid obeying God by simply changing what they believe God has said in His Word. Uh, so, uh, in the Bible, Second Timothy, Second Timothy, chapter four, verses three through four states. For the time is coming when people will not endure should teaching, but having itching ears that will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. So, now notice the motivation is what I just said, what I just quoted, the Notice the motivation is their own passion, okay, for for rejecting the truth, for altered religious truths. A narcissist will do anything, uh, anything to uh, satisfy their own passion, even altering the word of God. That's mm, mm, mm. sad. Number six, a narcissist takes all the credit. Uh, for the good and takes none of the blame for the bad. That, that, that's true. That is that coward side uh, that you would notice about them because uh, they can be very cowardly at times. You know, uh, essentially the Bible states that all the bad in this world is because of human sin, Okay. And all the good is, uh, and all the good in this world is because of God's grace. The narcissist completely twists these truths and takes all the credit for good and and, and, and place all the blame for the bad on others. You can see this in in uh, in Book of James, chapter one, uh, fourteen uh, through seventeen, which states, which states, but each person is tempted when he is lured. And enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. See, we are warned not to be deceived. 
God is clearly saying that. We are warned not to be deceived because the sinful nature tries to make us believe the opposite. That we deserve credit for the good and God and others deserve the credit for the bad. That's basically what it's, uh, you know, what can I say? What can I say? Number seven, a narcissist believes they are so favored by God that they will, you know, defiantly push others. Uh, They will push others uh, uh, who the narcissist does not, well, they will punish, I'm sorry, they will punish others who the narcissist does not like. So, a narcissist uh, you know, some of them, they sees God uh, has their personal, uh, ex- they, they see, okay, they see God as their personal ex- execution, ex- executioner, okay? Um, they, they believe uh, that they are God's chosen one and that God will uh, severely harm all those who try to hurt or hinder them. The narcissist, they also believe that God uh, loves them so much that uh, that they can get a free pass, basically, to uh, mistreat others, you know. Um, think about religious wars or about racist cults, you know, uh, who twist the word of God around. And try to use it as uh, some sort of justification for harming other people, because they they uh, because they feel set apart and chosen in an unbiblical way. You know they feel free to harm people uh, outside of their own race or their own cult or whatever the case may be. You know this type of evil uh, and disgusting hatred can all you know flows out of narcissism and, and, and pride, you know. Um, but ironically, God's true chosen, God's true chosen one, which is Jesus Christ, he did the opposite. Rather than seeking to divide the desires to unit, to, to unite, rather than asking God to kill everyone who hated him, Jesus actually died for his enemies. He died for all of us. He died for our sins. And uh, for as, uh, you know, in the book of Romans, chapter 5, 8 through 10, teaches us that, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So we have now been justified by his blood. How much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more having been reconciled shall be saved through his life? You know, um, wow. Number eight. A narcissist will try to turn other people against one another when it serves their own purpose. And uh, Romans 16, 17, chapter 16, 17 17 through 19 explains this point well. And this is what it says. I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause division and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. Now notice the division uh, that they create are stemming from for their own selfish desires. Uh, here we can see it. You know, we can see that God wants us to avoid narcissistic people who do these types of things. 
Um, because I know in my situation, uh, this person, when I decided to walk away and completely put an end to that relationship, um, this person would go back and talk about me and say things about me behind my back that actually wasn't true. Now, to this day, this person think think that I don't know that. But I do, but I'm, I'm so over it. I've moved on from it, so I, you know, I don't really care about that. The good thing is that this person is no longer in my life, and, and, uh, and you know, and I thank God for that. I have no hard feelings for the person. Uh, you know, um, I did let the person know that I do forgive them, you know, for how they treated me and things like that, but, you know, it is what it is, or, or it was what it was. No hard feelings. I moved on. So, uh, number nine, a narcissist, a, a narcissist misuses resources for lavish personal pleasure and neglect the needs of others they are supposed to care for. Um, you know, um, one, one of the clearest ways to tell uh, how important someone feels they are, uh, they are, is by looking at how they spend their money. <laughs> our, uh, our financial transactions are a written record of what we value the most. A narcissist will love money because they will have an unquenchable desire to buy things for themselves while openly rejecting the needs of those they are supposed to serve or love and that is true I noticed that a matter of fact looking back on it I noticed that in my own family after I realized what narcissism was and studied on it some and it, and uh, when I and I, I look back on my life as a child and I realized wow I grew up around narcissists around narcissist people. Wow. And didn't know it. Think, think of a deadbeat dad. Some, you know, a guy who's a deadbeat father or a deadbeat dad. And uh, he, he is somebody that spends all his money on partying and drinking and, you know, uh, and, uh, and selfish pleasure rather than supporting his family. Think of a, a mom who is dressed in the finest clothes. You know, she dresses up real nice. She keeps herself looking good while her kids are dressed in worn out raggedy clothes. Uh, you know, she goes out and spends money on herself uh, when she got kids at home that, you know, that needs to be fed. You know, they're hungry. Think of a pastor of a church. Who takes uh, the ties that people pay in and go out and buy himself a fine car or a mansion, you know, while the while the church is struggling, you know, I've seen that too. See, these are types of things that narcissistic people do. Is that is that spirit of selfishness? Now, number ten, a narcissist puts themselves at the center. Of everyone else's story. Hmm. Wow. Selfish people find they they find it impossible to accept that there are other storylines going on in this world besides theirs. You know, they somehow always find a way to insert themselves into uh, what God is doing in their in in uh, other people's lives because. Because the one thing about narcissists is that they do not like, uh, they, let's just say if they sitting around, uh, let's say, you know, a group of people, um, they don't like to hear others, like one person could praise another person. They don't like to hear that. They don't like another person to be praised or someone is getting glory or glorified in some sort of way, you know. Uh, one biblical uh, example of this is that is uh, 
you know, how a, a, a narcissist, you know, puts themselves at the center of everybody, of, of everyone else's story. Uh, in the Bible, there is an example. Uh, it's the, the brother in the story of the prodigal son. Okay, yeah. It's in uh, Luke, uh, the book of Luke, chapter 15, 29 through 30, when the father and the prodigal son were reunited. You know, the other brother said to the father, Look, uh, these many years I have served you and I have disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat, but I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed, killed the fattened calf for him. This brother, uh, he felt uh, the need to be at the center of of their story rather than accepting that he has his own story with his father. So I guess he was looking more at what the father was doing for, for, for the other brother rather than what he was getting or what the father was doing for him. See, this is narcissist as well, you know. They get jealous when God does anything good in the lives of others. Yeah. Because they do have an issue with seeing uh, others do well. Uh, especially if they're doing better than them. Uh, if they, uh, you know, they uh, are achieving more, accomplishing more. They make more money. They, you know, um, uh, they could just be living an abundant life of peace. It's not always about having a lot of money, per se, or nice things, but let's just say that person could be living a peaceful life. They could be abundant in other things in life. They would be jealous of that, unfortunately. Number 11, a narcissist will have lots of conflict with people, with normal people, and can only coexist with extremely submissive-minded people. Now, this right here is true. Uh, when they, um, a lot of times, when they get involved, like in uh, intimate relationships, or even just you know platonic relationships, when they, you know, with friends, whether it be lovers or whether it be friends, uh, they always like to uh, get with people who are uh, insecure, um, they don't think much of themselves, or they are extremely uh, submissive-minded type people. They real quick to submit to them. And uh, so, because it makes them feel, uh, well, first of all, it it, uh, gives them control uh, over them and over the relationship that they have with that person. Uh, also, you know, because this person, like I said, uh, they have this grandiose, you know, uh, idea of themselves that they better than you. So, uh, they, um, they seem to uh, gravitate toward people who are insecure, people who need them, people who are uh, enablers, so to speak. Uh, a, narciss- a, a narcissist will seek to manipulate good people who assume the best uh, at all costs until the bad is, is so outrageous that, 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 you know, that they can no longer deny You know, that was kind of like my situation, you know. um, uh, This person uh, manipulated me because I was a nice person. I was kind to this person. And I really wanted the relationship to work. Well, so when he saw that, that was just, he used that as a form of manipulation. You know, uh, until... He kept showing me over and over again who he really was. And then I finally just said, uh, I can't I can't do this anymore. I got to cut this off and let it go. Now, 
And uh, in 2 Timothy um, chapter 3, verse 2 through 6 states that uh, for people will be lovers of themselves. Okay. They will be lovers of self. For among them are those who creep into households and corrupt weak women, burdened with sin and led astray by various passions. The the uh, general principle in these Bible verses are meant to be applied to both genders, okay? Uh, because it could be weak men too, not just weak women, but weak men. Because you got to understand, you have it's not just male narcissists; you have females who are narcissistic as well. Uh, that can be. Um, so, number 12, a narcissist has very few uh, true health relationship attachments in their life because they are quick to cut off people who don't serve them. Now, this is true. They will turn their back on you if you are, especially if you are somebody who's assertive, you are confident, you, are, uh, you will stand up for yourself, you speak your mind, uh, uh, you, uh, you are real... Um, you are real quick to catch on to, you know, when people are trying to feed you some bull crap, you know, and things like that. Yeah, they, they don't, they, they, they will usually cut you off pretty quick. They're not going to be coming around pretty often. I just say that. That's a good thing. So, uh, to have healthy relationships, you must form healthy attachments. Okay. And, and 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 also you need to learn how to or know how to respect boundaries. That's another thing that narcissists don't they don't have no um, respect for. When someone has the ability to just cut off anyone from their life at any time, this is often a sign of narcissism. Because when you are obsessed with yourself, see, you don't mind losing anybody. You don't mind turning your back on a relationship, even if if even if it even if it was with a good person. So you don't mind losing relationships with people who you feel no longer serve you. And the book of Philippians, chapter two, uh, verse three and four states: Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility. Count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. You see, a narcissist will do the opposite of this. Not considering others, not making healthy commitments. Uh, they are usually very non-committal. Uh, uh, so they make so they won't make healthy commitments that benefits people besides themselves. See, so so if they get into a situation with someone uh, and they see that uh, they're not going to, you know, that relationship is not going to benefit them in any kind of way, they're not going to get what they want, hmm, they, they, then uh, they're going to find a way to ghost you. Cause that's another thing that they like to do. They like to ghost people. You know, they'll they'll cut you off and stop talking to you, and you don't even know what the hell happened. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and number thirteen, uh, a narcissist is uh, painfully insecure and thus searches for uh, compliments constantly. Yeah. Yeah, that they are very insecure. That is true, cause I I picked this up about um, my ex, uh, and and uh, and they like to be. Um, I noticed that with him, he liked to have his ego fed. You know, uh, uh, you know, if I if we were sitting on the uh, if we were sitting on the sofa together watching TV. And there is a, and they was doing a documentary or uh, showing a, um, doing a story on this guy uh, who was wealthy. This and this guy was in his seventies, 
and uh, he was and he did paintings and mostly and mostly the paintings that he uh, created were bought by people who were rich. And this guy, uh, even though he was 69, 70 years old, uh, he works out and rode motorcycles and things like that. So he kept himself up. And so I made the statement like, wow, you know, he's 69, you know, 70 years old. Uh, boy, he, you know, he, uh, you know, he's nicely built. You know, he, he got a, you know, a nice shape and things like that. And I said, he don't look like he's that old. Well, my ex would say stuff like, well, so what you think about me? What you think about me? Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I like to think that I'm in shape, you know, and I could, and I consider myself a good looking man, you know, things like that. See, so, so yeah, like I said, you cannot give somebody else praise in front of them. Mm-mm, nobody. And uh, like I said, and they, and they like for you to compliment them constantly. They like for you to tell them how good they look. They like for you to tell them how nice their their car is, or uh, or how how nice their house is, you know things like that. Yeah, they you know they like to be praised. Uh, so uh, while narcissists are prideful and believe they are better than others, which they do, they do kind of you know very conceited, you know arrogant. They do not. Uh, possess a strong identity and are uh, uh, thus always hunting for affirmation from others because of their deep insecurities. You know, uh, you can also spot a narcissist because they are the ones who are craving earthly praise. Uh, I know my ex, uh, he was very uh, materialistic love nice things and I looking back on it I know that he he used that uh to to uh build himself that was his way of hiding uh you know the insecurities that he felt about himself it's like well if I got this nice car this nice home and I look good and blah 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 you know uh you know people people are going to think highly of me in the book of Romans, chapter 2, verse 29, uh, states, And the true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law, rather it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit. And a person with a changed heart seek praise from God, not from people. Um, so a narcissist rather they are rather more uh, adamant about being praised by people rather than them focusing uh, uh, praise from God or with God. Uh, Number 14, a narcissist will often be marked by false humility, especially when they claim to be a Christian. Hmm. Now, rather than truly be humble, a narcissist will try to portray themselves as a as humble uh, to actually gain more praise from people. Narcissists uh, hunt for adoration and praise, and then try to pre- pretend like they are just a humble servant doing their job. But they reveal their true character when they refuse to serve unless other people praise them for it. See? And by telling them and by and by telling everyone how much they have done for God. As Jesus said in the book of Matthew chapter 6 uh, uh, verses 2 through 4 Thus when uh, when you give to the needy sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets. And they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward by when you give to the needy. Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret 
and your father who sees in secret will reward you. See? So, so, uh, so when the narcissist give, uh, they like to be praised for it. And if they do give, uh, to a charity or whatever the case may be, you can rest assured they're going to make sure that everybody else knows about it. And uh, number 15, narcissist is uh, often a compulsive liar, which this is the absolute truth. Uh, this is what I had experienced. Do you, rem- do you remember how uh, the chief priest lied about Jesus? Okay. Uh, to a pot, to a pilot. You know, in the Bible, in order to give him, you know, order to get him killed. Why, why did these religious men accuse Jesus with lies upon lies? Uh, and in the book of Mark, chapter fifteen and ten, you know, we see that Pilate knew their true motivation. They knew, you know, he knew that they wanted Jesus killed for he perceived uh, for he perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priest had delivered him up likewise people who refuse to accept that Jesus is the center of the story and not themselves would be a compulsive liar that is true Number 16, and my last one, narcissists will ultimately end up mad at God because they feel God is supposed to serve them, but God won't do this. Now, I think that this would probably fall under somebody who's a true 100%. Whew, they are a true 100, 100% narcissist. You know, eventually God will put every narcissist in his or her place, you know. Because you know in the Bible it said, pride goeth before the fall. The root issue is the heart of someone who struggles with narcissism is that they want to be God themselves. They want to be worshipped, admired. They, They want the... The, the one true God to use his power to serve them. But God would never do this. And those who seek to serve themselves always reap what they sow. Because one sign of all narcissistic people is that eventually they get mad at God because he will not do what they want. You know, we should remember the humble words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in John chapter 8 verse 50 yet I do not seek my own glory there is one who seeks it and he is the judge see God is the judge but yeah uh these are just some, um, you know, uh, uh, 16, uh, um, 16 clues that, you know, God is warning us that he's warning you that someone is narcissistic and that you should avoid this person. Uh, you know, you know, I'm sure... I'm sure that some of you guys who may be listening to this podcast may, you know, have experienced uh, experience being being with the narcissist. But I'm going to say this here before I close this out. Is that the best weapon that you can use against a narcissist is when you cut them off. When you cut them off and cut them out of your life and don't give them access to you, and move on with your life. That is the ultimate. Um, uh, uh, that is the ultimate hit. To their ego. Because this person. My ex. He had a huge ego. Very egotistical. And, and very extremely prideful. 
So, so when I walked away, cut off communication, that was like a, uh, like a huge blow to his ego. So the only thing that he could do was, you know, was go back and talk about me, <laughs> which I don't care. Um, because like I said, I moved on from that. You know, it took, it took God, you know, me seeking God because this was a very painful relationship. It was a very painful lesson that I had to learn dealing with this person. I had to learn how to love myself, uh, practice self-love, and I had to know, learn my worth and my value, you know. Yeah, learn my, my worth and my value. So, um, so I feel like that that person, whatever purpose he was supposed to have been served in my life, I think he served it. He served it well. I will say that. So, but anyway, um, I hope that, uh, this is, uh, some information that, uh, you guys can use. Um, and I've, uh, and I really enjoyed giving you this message. Uh, Like I said, uh, I am a life coach. Um, So if you want to, uh, if you, you know, feel the need to uh, speak with the life coach or maybe you want to book me for a session, uh, you can find me on uh, www.mymentorforlife.com. And my name is Carolyn Beasley. So, um... Coach Carol. So anyway, you guys have a blessed uh, rest of the day and a blessed weekend. Bye-bye.